0: Hi everyone, my name is Toby Grimstone. I'm a partner in the Corporate and structured Lending Team at Linklaters in London. And I'm here today to talk to two of my colleagues, Atis Shah and Nick Lamazure, about crossover credit financings and restructurings, what the state of the market is and what we think might happen looking ahead. Um, so guys, since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, what have been the challenges faced by corporates and, and how have creditors reacted to those?
1: Well, during 2020, corporates were largely focused on two things covenant relief and liquidity. According to data compiled by Bloomberg in May this year, around a third of the €181 billion of emergency funding raised in the loan market last year has either been repaid, cancelled, or replaced by longer maturity financing. About €116 billion euro of COVID loans, including government-backed loans from 2020, remain outstanding, and €24 billion are due by the end of this year. Besides the short-term liquidity lines, companies also drew down €72 billion euro from ex- existing credit facilities, mostly in March and April last year. Only €13 billion euro of those funds have been replaced.
2: Thanks very much, Atish, and, and I agree entirely with your observations, particularly as regards liquidity. The restructuring market's expectation was that the pandemic would cause a squeeze on liquidity and at the same time severely impact revenue across a range of sectors. Whilst the latter did inevitably incur, liquidity held up much better than expected, and that's from both a debt and equity perspective, and this has continued to be a, to be a key trend ever since. This has led to less pressure on working capital than expected and allowed potentially stressed businesses to keep operating in a more business-as-usual way. For example, some arguably surprising refis and liquidity injections have been achieved in relation to businesses that might normally be considered to be balance sheet restructuring candidates. These range from things such as Tullow Oil and Shelf Drilling through to Punch Taverns, Eurostar and Gate Group. A key question then is why this has happened. I think that's for a number of very well-publicised reasons, running from the the extent of government support, a lack of distress in the financial services sector, and also high levels of private credit and willingness to deploy them. But also we have seen a particular approach from creditors. They have generally been supportive and we have seen limited capital velocity driven restructurings, by which I mean ones where the debt um, trades and this accelerates um, towards a more aggressive solution. This doesn't mean that everything is rosy and that all stakeholders have agreed to sit on their hands. And there have been a number of instances of individual creditors with a particular deal-specific desire to reduce exposure. But this has not resulted in widespread balance sheet restructurings, at least not yet.
0: So thanks both. So so looking ahead, what do you see as being the potential market trends in that crossover space between investment grade and leveraged financings and their likely impact on future financings for those corporates and or restructurings?
1: So a reduction in government support towards the end of 2021 and as we move through 2022 as well as covenant waiver periods expiring is expected to create additional pressure on businesses and require further action. Costs of normalisation and resupply may result in further liquidity pressure given a likely mismatch between significant upfront costs required to return to normality and a commensurate increase in revenues down the line. So, therefore, businesses will be forced to engage with stakeholders and agree sustainable capital structure solutions. For some corporates, this will mean executing a refinancing in challenging market conditions, and therefore likely on more restrictive terms, where an unsecured, senior only bank financing may no longer be available.
2: Thanks very much, Atish. That, that's really interesting to hear. And we are starting to see the other side of the coin in, in the restructuring market. Some sectors which were not necessarily seen as troubled pre-pandemic may take longer to bounce back or may not bounce back at all as a result of a more permanent change in consumer attitudes and behaviour. We are likely to see this across retail, entertainment and travel, for example. We are also seeing disruption across a number of energy and infrastructure assets at the moment. We are also starting to see the strain from some macroeconomic trends and some issues particular to UK and European economies. For example, the dislocation in gas prices, supply chain issues, logistical challenges, raw material price inflation, risk of interest rate rises, ratcheting back of QE and pandemic support measures and the collective impact that this all might have on consumer
0: spending and how businesses will be forced to operate going forwards. Thanks Nick. So Atish, so what are the likely refinancing opportunities and options for for stressed corporates looking to, to refinance their existing debt?
1: So Toby, we expect stressed corporates looking to reorganise their investment grade debt to lead to a rise in the number of crossover credit financings. These are financings for corporates which are between investment grade and more leverage risk. The pricing in terms of such facilities tend to display characteristics of, of, of both investment grade and leverage facilities. Pricing will typically be by reference to leverage. There will be greater controls on cash and business direction than is seen on investment-grade financings. And the financial covenants and restrictive covenants will be more aligned with those seen on leverage financings, but without the flexibility afforded to stronger sponsors. Crossover financings may also have multiple debt instruments in the structure. This is a result of corporates needing to access the term loan B and bond markets, as well as the bank market to raise the required debt quantum. Alternatively, corporates may look to a non-bank lender to provide the term debt, often referred to as a unitranche facility, with a super senior RCF for working capital purposes provided by bank lenders. These structures tend to be fully secured with an intercreditor agreement regulating the rights and ranking of each of the classes of creditors. Thanks.
0: And Nick, finally, are we likely to see full-scale restructurings? A
2: gradual return to normality means the particular trigger point will vary between businesses. However, we expect to see a significant increase in full-scale balance sheet restructuring as in the medium term, if not necessarily this year or for Q1 22. Liquidity, however, remains strong and so a full reset may be some way off if it happens at all. However, it is difficult to see how markets will escape with a completely soft landing from the unprecedented disruption of the last few years. Not only are there macroeconomic headwinds we have already discussed but also all the additional liquidity provided will likely lead to balance sheet pressure if not immediate cash flow needs as debt is layered on top of debt. I would say that the chances of indigestion in the refinancing market are significant in the medium term giving rise to a need to look for more holistic balance sheet solutions. From a legal perspective we can see these concerns playing out in the legislative reactions across Europe. All across the continent and the UK, the implementation of new and updated restructuring procedures have been accelerated, and most are now in place, widening the options to deal with the problems that will
0: inevitably come down the line. Well, thanks both. Uh, That's been very interesting. And if anyone who's listening has got any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch.